everybody ready to receive the word from Sister Susan. Let's give her a praise. in our midst right now and we believe for the power of the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts it's our desire oh God to be transformed into the likeness of your son Jesus Christ but this flesh keeps on pestering us Father, we ask forgiveness of our sins. We ask forgiveness of our sins, oh God. We know, we know that you will forgive us, cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness, correct our wrong thinking, transform our wicked hearts. For we submit to you, O oh God. We submit to you. Only you have the power, God, to change us. Let us have, O oh Lord God, a submissive heart, a teachable heart. Tonight we come into your word, O oh Lord God, and it is my prayer that our hearts will be a good soil to receive the seed of your word. Because if not, everything of this is useless. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come and help us. Clear our minds, our hearts. Let us Let's just be in your presence, O oh Holy God, and do what only you can do tonight. We praise you, we worship you. Thank you for your mercy, in Jesus' name. Amen. You 
don't want someone here just crying. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> I am so emotional. I don't know. But in the Bible, we have a weeping prophet, right? So <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just right here. <laughs> You're a descendant of that prophet. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thank the Lord for this privilege once again to be here. This opportunity is not given to most of the people. So I am always thanking God that, you know, and I appreciate this time that I can um, share the word of God. And it's my prayer that we all will be blessed. Amen. Yeah, so it's an honor to serve God, right? It's an honor to serve God. So I don't know when I started uh, serving the Lord, I have this, uh, I knew I have this pride. I, I'm, always, I'm always thinking and saying to myself, oh, I can, I can teach the word of God. And I see, feel that, that pride in there, which I'm telling you, don't let that grow in your heart. It will, it will lead, it will lead us to nothing. Yeah. So we always say, walk with the Spirit, be humble, submit to God, resist the devil. We can quote all of this. Right? But what are we doing? All right, let me go on my, I'm running out of time now. Let me go, let me go on, my, on my subject. Right, okay. My husband last Sunday talked about confidence. And then there was a time that I talked about uh, these five things that we can tap into for power. I don't know if you remember them. I do, because I thought it, I share it, <laughs> right? Yeah, so these five, five, five things that we can tap for power, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, the Word of God, prayer, and uh, praise and worship. Praise and worship. And you know what? If we are really uh, into serving God humbly, faithfully. We're gonna devote ourselves into this. If that, if that is where I get the power, you know, it's all there. It's all there in the book. We can learn from it. We can grow from it. We can apply it in our service to the Lord, right? So I I, I have this thought that um, uh, uh, ex expounding on those five things for us to really grow. But you know what? Each one of us can can do that. Let's devote time. That's why it's what is called Bible study. It's not just for a group of people, most especially, it is for, for us personally. 
Study, study the word, the word of God. Amen. So I want to talk about here now. My husband says, being confident, being confident. And I can rephrase that, being sure. Are you sure? Are you sure? So I'm thinking about this in terms of what we believe as Christians. Are you sure of what you believe? If you are sure, let's see it in our ways, in our talk, in our thoughts. You know, when Jesus said love, when, when the word of God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your strength, your soul, that's our whole being. Are we totally sold out to what we believe? If one question you about how sure you are being saved, how would you respond? Are you sure you are saved? Amen. The unbeliever will not will say if if they if if they see something in you, will they be persuaded in us? Will they be persuaded that we are saved? You know. So a lot of Christians have a belief system, but even they question their own belief system. So from time to time, I have found my Christian life that I need to know what I believe. I need to know on what authority I believe in. So many of us have beliefs that have no authority no foundation, or they are just opinion. So what do you believe? And why do you believe it? I want to take you now to Isaiah 32, 17. It says, the word of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. So we can say confidence or faith forever. If I were you, I will underline that on my Bible and will memorize it. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. So the biggest revelation we can get in our Christian life is the revelation of righteousness. It may begin as a seed, many times it's not full-blown. 
So the revelation of righteousness was a seed for me huh? that continues to produce fruit. So what is righteousness? I like to make things simple. Righteousness is right is standing with God. Right is standing before God. So if I have that right is standing before God, then I am guilt free. My conscience is clear. I stand before God, before God free from all guilt, free from all self-condemnation, free from, free from fear, free from feeling of unworthiness. So we have a right standing with God. So we have relationship with God, not because we earn it. We all know that. We have a relationship with God, not because we earn it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is saying, for you have been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by your own word, so that you cannot so we didn't earn it. Jesus gave it to us. It's called the gift of righteousness in Romans 5.17. That revelation has changed my life and will continue to change my life. But what it says, the effect of righteousness or the result of that revelation is what? Quietness and assurance forever. So again, when they ask you, are you sure? It says there, the result of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. When someone questions your faith, your doctrine, are you sure? When someone says, Sister Susan, are you really healed? Are you really healed? I will not say, I'm pretty sure, but I will say, I'm really sure. I'm really sure. Why? I will tell you as we go on. Let us see these people. There, there are people in the Bible who live confidently. Remember the 12 spies? Only two are sure. 
only two are sure that God has given them the land, even though there are giants there. Right? Rahab, she is sure. She is sure that the Israelites were going to conquer their land. Who else can you think of that are sure? They are sure of their faith. Joseph in the prison and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are sure. And I can quote what they said to the king. Oh, know, O king, that even though God will not rescue us from these fires, we will not serve that idol. They are sure. They are sure. So what do I base my assurance on? My assurance was based that I have peace with God. That's the most powerful weapon that we can learn to have. Peace. The most powerful weapon in our arsenal, if you will, is peace with God. When you have peace, you are in the driver's seat. You're not running everywhere. When you have peace, authority can flow. We want to walk in this authority that the Lord has given us. But remember, there is a prerequisite. Because the result of the righteousness that we have is that peace with God. So my question tonight for all of us is are you sure on what you believe? Where does that assurance come from? So many people lack confidence in life. People are living right now in fear. You don't need to go far away. Someone just right beside you is living in fear. They are feeding on wrong things. And we all know this. The news, the crisis, political, or social turmoil, the tragedies we go through. So we could probably name some in our circle that are in this kind of life. They've been in strife. They've been agitated in fear. People stay in these places 
They worry continually, living that way. And mind you, they are Christians. They are Christians. And yet, as our texts say, Isaiah 32, 17, it says the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance. Deuteronomy 28.66 says, Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. That's what the word says. So these are, this is describing a people that are not following the voice of God. Meaning, if we go back to our text, you know, that righteousness is not in them. People not obeying God and thus describing what life will be like. Living in constant doubt, fear, Everything will be in turmoil about their life. No assurance, no faith, no foundation for their life. Haven't understood the gift of righteousness. We can ask ourselves right now, did we receive the gift of righteousness? For God, it is yes. It is yes. Because all of his promises are yes, so that we can speak the amen for the glory of God. It, it's a done deal. Jesus did everything. Cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, forgiven us from all of our sins, and we are clothed with his righteousness. It's a gift. It's a gift. But did we receive it? Or, or we keep on hanging to where we used to be? This is our, 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 our pattern of thinking before. You know? So we keep on hanging there. We keep on hanging in there. But What's the result? No quietness. Our minds are keep, keep, keep on thinking about what went wrong. So what are we feeding ourselves? Many times you will be in tune with what feeds you. Let me read that again. Many times you will be in tune with what feeds you. What are we feeding on our spirit? Is it the word of God? Is it what we heard or what we think or our assumptions? If that is worry, negativity, doubt, then what we're feeding our spirit is junk. 
it's done. I don't know why why we humans are make it so so hard for us when Jesus already simplified everything. He simplified everything for us. So none of what's happening around us should should surprise us. It's all in the book. Prophecies are taking place. It says, Matthew 24, 6, You shall hear wars and rumors of wars. Hmm. But there's a warning there. See that you are not alarmed. See that you are not alarmed. So, apostasy. It says in 1 Timothy 4, 1, In latter times, come... Uh, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. So people without assurance live like people without God. If we can remember that. If you don't have, if you are not sure, if we are not sure, we are like people living without God. Again, it says, I know you will remember me always because I, I, I teach with redundancy, especially the word of God. I keep on repeating it. Why? Because faith comes from hearing and hearing Romans 10, 17. The word of God. So Christians many times are living lives just as tragic as non-Christians. That is so sad because they have no assurance. No assurance. When my husband's company told them the first time that the company is closing and filing bankruptcy. You know how we feel? We didn't worry. We didn't worry. We are sure. We are sure. Because we have the word of God and we believe it. We are sure on what we believe. On what we believe. When I first had my diagnosis, I will not deny I had fear. And my husband will find me kneeling and praying, seeking, seeking God. And then I knew of so many promises of God about healing. About healing. And I built my faith on that. And now I am sure I am healed. I am sure I am healed. 
So are you sure about what you believe? We have differing opinions on different things. Opinions are fine, but what do you believe? Hebrews 10, 22 says, let us draw near with a true heart in a full assurance of faith. There is the word again. Full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. What's an evil conscience? It doesn't mean you're just thinking evil thoughts, lustful thoughts, murderous thoughts. It would include guilt, fear, self-condemnation. It would include strife. confused, irritable towards someone or some event. No, brothers and sisters, that all of these things have been cleansed by the righteousness of God. So refuse to live in fear. We are delivered from that. Choose not to live in it. Distress cause many to die. It caused death to many. Distress. So you know what? After my diagnosis, I play everything cool. <laughs> Right? It's just the right thing to do. Yes, yes. Yeah. This drama, issues, everything. And that's all be cool. <laughs> right? And keep that smile in our face. Yes. So when you have the understanding of the gift of righteousness, you should be experiencing, again, assurance and quietness. Yes. Quietness, just think about it, just especially as women. Quietness. Yes. There are times, so many times in our lives, that we don't have quietness in mind, in heart. That's right. Quietness, quietness, right? So it says a thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand. It will not come near us. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. COVID came. Yes, COVID came. But, and some of us were affected by that COVID, but we're still here, praise the Lord. Amen. So build yourself up on the Word of God. Choose to believe the Word of God. 
So here again, I said it before, I said I said it a while ago. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So we can change that faith. Assurance come. Assurance come. Quietness come. You know, confidence come by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. So what word has quickened? What what word has been quickened to you? So when we say that the word of God is alive and active, like a double-edged sword. So you know it's alive. Has that been quickened to you? I know I do. In terms of God's provision, no doubt, I am sure. In terms of healing, no doubt, I am sure. Amen. I am sure. In terms of prosperity, no doubt, I am sure. Yes. I am sure. Jesus said it again. He said he came that we may have life and life abundant. So what word has come alive to you? What you truly heard in your spirit? Everything must be built in truth. The truth of God, the truth he has revealed to us in Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So Ephesians 1.13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We all need to come to that place that the gospel is God's truth. And if that is the truth, do you believe? God's revelation of his love to mankind, that is the gospel. And it says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. After believing, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has marked us as his child. It doesn't matter what we feel. It doesn't matter if we feel it or not. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. We are marked. We are marked, and he is saying, Susan is my daughter. You are his child. So be rock solid, built on the foundation of God's truth. In John 5, 19, it says, 
Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does. So here shows that Jesus was limited to what he was getting from the Father. So faith comes by hearing. So here we see that that the, even in Jesus' case, you know, he had to be in close relationship with his Father to hear him continually in order to know what he believed, in order to act in faith, to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, steal the storms. So Jesus had that close relationship with the Father. All the time, all, 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 all of this came from a fellowship with the Father, which gave him authority for what he believed. What made us think that we can do service to God if we don't fellowship with him? That's a good question for each one of us. So assurance got to be established not on what we feel, not on what is our opinion or someone else. It got to come from God through his word. It got to be our truth. That's our truth. So let's not find ourselves in hard places when things start shaking. Let us not be Christians, living as non-Christians without God. John 12, 49, again Jesus is speaking. I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. So how many of us are speaking on our own authority? Can we even recognize? Jesus said, I'm not speaking on my own authority. And if anyone had the authority, it was Jesus. We all know that. But that is his statement. The Father who sent him gave him the command. So we're, in, we're entering into times, and we're in it right now, in which everything we believe is going to be tested. It's going to be shaken by the world in which we live. Like, for instance, we feel symptoms on our disease. The doctor will say, oh, 
and will 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 scare us on some reports. But what do you believe? The word says we believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. Amen. Yeah, it's settled. So, 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this reason we also thank God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God which you heard from us, you welcome it, not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Listen to this. Which also effectively works in you who believe. So that's a powerful statement there, right? The word of God works, but only in those who believe it. So many instances in, 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 in Jesus' ministry for him saying, do you believe? Do you believe I can I can do it? He's asking. You know? So <clears throat> the truth, the word of God, which effectively works in you who believe. I love I love Ephesians 3:20. It's saying God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or imagine. But don't forget the next, the next phrase. According to the power that is at work in us. According to the power that is at work in us. So the word of God will transform us but only if we start believing it. Some of us will say, I believe when I see it. But that's not believing. Believe first that when you have chosen to take your stand upon the truth of God's word, they will begin to work and be revealed to you. And now, as I close, I will go back to Isaiah 32, 17, where I start. The work of righteousness will be peace. And how do we know we understand righteousness? We have peace, as simple as that. We have peace. And the result, the fruit of it, is quietness and assurance forever. So when you know that God has given you this gift of righteousness, we may not have a full revelation, but we begin in growing uh, in it. When we understand righteousness, that is not about what we've done. It's about what Jesus did for us, then we experience peace 
and we should have the quietness and assurance. Amen. Amen. So Heavenly Father, we come to you and we worship you. We give you thanks for